0: Welcome to the Deserve Trade Podcast, the podcast helping you develop forex training skills for more freedom. I'm your host, Etienne Kret. Let's get started right away.
1: My name is Trader Nick. I'm so glad to be on here with Etienne. I've watched your channel for quite some time. You've had a YouTube channel much longer than I have. I'm just genuinely curious, you know, you've had so many great people show on, uh, you know, come on to your show. I really just wanted to get an opportunity to come on here and just have an open discussion with you and hear more from you. I know as a listener of your channel for so long, one of the things that I was excited to see was kind of just to hear a little bit more from you. And now that I have a little bit of my own platform, I'm really happy to kind of um, get on, get on a call with you and just discuss, you know, general trading stuff and kind of also just your story a little bit more. Um, and so just kind of looking forward to having an open discussion today about your trading, about my trading, about, you know, things we've learned, you know, you have, you have multiple experiences, including the travel side. Most people have not traveled all over the world like you have, which is so cool. And I know that there's a lot of people who want to hear, um, kind of the impact that that's had on you as well as, you know, what traveling could do for them. And I know that that's one of your primary goals. It's also one of my primary goals to, you know, get people to the point where they can do that reasonably in their life. And that can be a part of their, part of their goals. It's awesome. Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah. So, so on your, on your side of things, you've traveled all over the world. Is there any parts of the world that you're really looking forward to going to just, just to, just curious.
0: Yeah. There's Hong Kong, which is I kind of want to go back all the time. It's going kind of mm-hmm. to go to place that it's where everything for me started and kind of where I want to go back for some reason all the time. But there's some other place like Thailand here is like really fun. Vietnam is always fun. I go back there a few times a year. So it's all over the world. Like different places that you kind of like, different vibes, I guess. And I just want to go back to them all the time. So it's not one place, like multiple places for sure.
1: It makes sense. Yeah. Just curious. I genuinely want to know do you trade better when you're tra- when you're traveling or do you do you ever feel like you can focus better at home is there i mean i know you have like the laptop lifestyle going on which is really okay. cool cuz you have more of the realistic style um laptop lifestyle going on um but do you find it easier to trade remote do you find it i don't know if that makes a difference but i'm just curious
0: yeah in the past my returns at home were always better cuz i was like focusing on the charts and taking all the trades and like i was i was there working all day pretty much so like it's really right to miss a trade in that case. You can miss them, but like less, right? Right, exactly. The thing that happens is that when I start to travel, then I wasn't always there. I wanted to go out, travel, go to the beach, go see stuff, go see people. That means that you're going to miss trade and not be there all the time. And your reviews are not as frequent. But gotcha. over the time, I developed tools to help me out with that, like automation. So we have a tool to get alerts at first. Then I started to automate my process for trading. So taking trade automatically with gotcha. an That helps a lot. So... Yes, the results were worse from traveling, but I had to kind of force myself to find ways to make it work and improve over time.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, For those of you guys, I just have a couple messages coming in on my side of things. If you want to just uh, head over to Eddie's channel, I I, I put his link in the description here. They're saying there's some audio issues. I'm sure yours is probably working better than mine. So you guys can go check out his channel. Make sure you also subscribe. Definitely worth it. Like I said, I've been a long-term viewer of Etienne, and I definitely will say you won't regret hanging out on his channel. He's got a lot of great stuff. So go ahead and watch it on his side of things. Uh, Might be best there. Um, But we'll continue on. So yeah, I mean, that makes sense in terms of, you know, having those better returns at home, because you kind of are able to focus more on the charts. That definitely makes sense. You know, in terms of also, just kind of being able to sit down and focus on one thing, but you know the other the other perk of course with your traveling has been that you know you've had the opportunity to meet a lot of amazing traders in your journey, which most of us listening uh, have not been able to do you know i've had the opportunity to work with a lot of traders you know I do have um, you know mentorship services and that sort of stuff, um, but it's nowhere near you know sitting down with you know professional traders and hearing their stories often and you know, how has that impacted you as a trader, taking it into your own kind of trading journey? I mean, there's, there's so many different directions that people can come at with you. You know, they can tell you this, they can tell you that. What has been, you know, kind of some, maybe some of your most memorable moments in interviewing traders?
0: I think the most memorable moments are like where kind of your perspectives changes on, on some topic, whatever aspect that is. So for me, at the very beginning of my like meeting traders, I started mm-hmm. to kind of shift my perspective on different things on the right. mindset you got to have after a bad trade, on the you got to have a, after a loss, on how you should do things in the future when things happen, like how you should improve, what you should look right. at. So these were the biggest ones. They were like really simple tips, not like things that would like shake earth and, and change everything, but for me, they make a big difference. So things like my first coach, which I also met in person first, telling me that I needed to look at the market phase in the market. I needed to kind of not look at a setup, but like look at the bigger picture first. or. Right me complaining about the loss to a coach and him saying like oh it doesn't matter it's like just a loss like what what are you complaining right. about like you should just keep doing the same thing again and again until you get some result and go back after 30 two, two trade or something and then look at the result so these were like pretty big things and i remember too that i used to be kind of also trying to find the perfect thing all the time perfect strategy perfect setup perfect way of doing things like you all look for that and then right. hearing from a trader which i can remember who that is i, I think it was um I've been a trader I met like a long time ago. And he said something like, well like just pick something average and then if you want to make more return, increase a little bit your risk and you'll make more return. For me it was right. huge. That was also, I was trying to kind of find the perfect percentage of best return, the best strategy and stuff. And that didn't work. I was always in a circle of trying new things. And gotcha. if I just stuck to one thing and kind of increase the risk a little bit over time, I would make more money and more money over time and get capital from outside investors as well, which really helped.
1: Yeah, and I think that's really cool. I mean, in fact, I'd actually even like to talk a little bit more about that. I did have a question on your side of things. How long have I been trading? But I also want to extend that to you. I'm I'm curious. I personally have been trading for about 4 to 5 years. I'm just curious how long have you been trading?
0: I've been trading since 2013. So it's about 16.
1: Okay. Wow. Okay, yeah. So that's um that's longer than I have. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um and so capital kind of finding capital for people that um, have that consistency in their trading. I think that's really cool uh, because so many people, they kind of have this this, um, illusion that they're never going to make any sort of money because they don't have any money. And finding ways to give people that have that consistency, that have that proper approach in their trading... Um, you know finding ways to give them the capital they need i think is really really cool because you know that's that's really what a lot of people should shift their attention to a lot of people think that you know they need to double and triple their tiny accounts um, as opposed to just build that consistency find that rhythm you know get master that risk management that discipline all of those things that are crucial and then ultimately you'll be able to scale it up kind of work with Um, investor money, like you said, I think that's, that's absolutely key, especially if you don't have, you know, tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars to trade with. uh, But you want to make, you know, meaningful amounts of money at some point, if you can consistently make, you know, even if you could make consistently, you know, 2% a month or 3% a month on large amounts of money, that's significant. So definitely really cool there. How do you go about just curious, how do you go about, you know, kind of finding people to invest with?
0: So I've always thought that when you make the right, return and you have the right consistent trading, you write the right habits and everything around. It's easy to find capital. Like you get relationships, you get interest people, you talk with people online or offline, and you get opportunities that way. They might not come like from day one, but they right. come over time. And like back when I started trading for other people myself, there was not like all of these platforms online that gave capital. These like there's so of them, like we could, like make a list of them like could take like, hours, right? And so these are helpful. You can kind of connect your account to them sometimes and they try, they see how you perform and give you capital. That, that's pretty simple. Right. So that's one way. The other way is like the hard way, which is like relationship, talking to people, connecting with traders. But I think relationship over time are more powerful than just a website making capital, I think. Right. So go no, I... people, like sh- share what you do. And eventually if you're kind of smart enough and if they set you confident enough in your approach, they will give you capital over time.
1: Right, and it's interesting that you say that because I think, like we both work with a lot of traders, we both work with a lot of people in the space. And here's the thing, you know, just going off of what you said about that relationship being so important, usually, I don't know if you get the same sense, but usually I have a pretty good, pretty good feeling for when, you know, you have somebody new and they approach you, their mindset, almost in a lot of ways defines like how they're going to succeed in trading. Now, of course, there's, there can be shifts in mindsets and that's not always a trade, always the case, but you can usually identify somebody who's relatively consistent in, in trading because they have a couple attributes that are a little bit, you know, unique to, to successful traders. And I'm sure that you probably know that better than I have, because you've met a lot of consistently profitable traders. And maybe you could go into a couple details, you know, I know I have a couple on my end I'd love to share as well, but I'd love to hear like, what are some of the common traits that you see or you pick up on from those traders, those consistent ones that you've met in your journey or even the ones that you sponsor or I mean, uh, you know, invest with any of those people? What are kind of some of those common traits that you see in them?
0: I think the biggest thing is in terms of like mindset is being detached from the outcome. Like no one's right. going to care about how many losses they have in the row. They have they completely attached to the outcome and they don't care. So I think that's something that I didn't have at first. It took me a long time to get there. And even today, like you can still get attached to a trade or whatever else in life. Like you get attached to a trade, a sale, whatever, a girl, whatever. It's the same thing. Right. So right. these are things that you got to work on. And as, as soon as you get not attached to it, and you kind of take a step back, and as, instead of being a trader, you are like a project manager, like a bigger or like a CEO of your business. If you take right. that. A- then things are easy. Like you get the result every 30 days, every month, you look at the stats, you take these big decisions from the, the bigger picture, and that makes it much better. So this is like, I think could be the biggest thing, seeing yourself as a CEO, not a trader.
1: Right, no, I love that. I think, um, you know, it really is, it's a business. It's not, you know, it's not a casino. I mean, you can play as the casino, but you don't want to be a player in the casino when it comes to trading. That. that will just end ugly. I've seen it happen too many times. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Treating it like a business, taking that CEO mindset and taking ownership is another thing that personally I've seen. And the other thing that I just wanted to add was, you know, I think probably the most important attribute of consistently profitable traders that I know, as well as what's really helped myself in my trading journey is people that are usually more humble, more, you know, they have humility in their trading is what I like to call it on, on, you know, in our live podcast and that sort of stuff on our side. Um, you know we talk about humility being so so important and you know kind of the the phrase that we use is that if you have any sort of arrogance when you come to the market usually the market will take your money from you you know your ego kind of betrays you when it comes to trading and so i definitely think that's very true treating it like a business really does kind of take it you know you take that that gambler mentality out and you do kind of bring in the humility and you bring on the the seriousness of what it takes to run a business if you know i really do truly believe if you're going to trade you're trying to be an entrepreneur and to be an entrepreneur, you don't have, you know, a set course and everything is not laid out for you. You kind of have to make your way. And so, you know, just how we talked about earlier, you've met a lot of amazing traders and many of them have different styles. You know, I think everybody has their own style. And I think that that's, you know, pretty some you know special as well is there's not some hardcore one size fits all trading strategy that's going to make everybody rich because then otherwise, you know, everybody would be doing this and it'd be easy. So, I'm curious with your with your journeys and your meetings of all uh, the amazing traders that you've had the chance to sit down with, do you have any strategies or, or concepts you know that, that stuck out to you that really made an impact or resonated with your own trading style? and maybe just talk about that a little bit you know do you prefer reversals, price action, that sort of stuff. I know I've seen you know similar to my channel, we go into detail about all sorts of different stuff, so I'm just curious what what kind of do you favor in your interviews?
0: Yeah, so these are not things that I got from interviews. They're things that I got from actually trying it out and seeing it gotcha. work and right. or not work for me. Like it's really hard to learn like what style is best for you from for a podcast or from a, a teacher. You gotta do it yourself and see if it works. Right. So for me I tried everything. I tried the breakout, if it's trend trading, if it's reversals. And reversals tend to be the one that I was most comfortable with. I could find them, I could spot them, I could execute them easily. But I think right. it's- so I just stuck with that for a long term for, for a long time. And then the other thing is like, so I, I like to talk about before adding to that like the market phase, looking at the big picture review of the market. And right. then the other way was like managing the trade. Right? So how do you manage a trade for better performance? And I learned from different cultures about multiple take profit, having multiple places to kind of take profit in the market. And that really helped me psychologically to kind of be more detached from the outcome. And so that's the other thing I've implemented. But those are like the main things. So like I kinda of had to the thing is that you might learn everything from like a podcast, or like a book or like a video or whatever, even like a course, but you got to try it yourself first, right? right? does it work Does it not work. And you got to kind of try it out not perfectly at first to find out what you're missing to add it back to your thing after. So right. it's kind of know what you're missing or, if, or only if you know the problem that you can find how to improve it. If, if you just try to find like how to make it everything perfect from the start, how to make it work from like day one, then that never works. Right? I've seen right. no trader like going in the market from day one, successful long-term for, for, forever after. It never happens. Right. And it comes to the situation we have with traders all the time. like, Do you think that we need to go through losses and tough times to become a good trader? And most of the time, the answer we come up with is like, yes, of course, we need these losses. Otherwise, how can you respect your, your risk? How can you be consistent? How can you go back every day if you've never seen the losses and the tough times? I don't think that's possible.
1: Right. No, I absolutely agree. Um, you know, I think, I think that, you know, having those losses, having the the painful trail behind you is absolutely key. I mean, there's a reason that people don't, they don't start out in trading and they just go right into being profitable. Right there's a time frame. There's a there's a period of time where you have to kind of suffer and you have to you have to pay your bills when it comes to trading. It's like you know if you want to start up a business, right? You have to pay your expenses. You have to you know there there's there's upkeep costs to starting a business. You don't just get to walk into you know a multi million dollar business. You have to grow it from the start. And so you know I think that that's absolutely true. You know having those losses and maybe even more importantly is learning from those losses, taking them as you know paid lessons in the market. I really do think that that's, you know, a good mindset to have. You either get paid by the market or you you pay for a lesson in the market. And that lesson might not necessarily be a technical one, right? You might not have to go change your strategy. It might be something as simple as I almost moved my stop loss this time but I decided not to. That's a huge improvement for me. You know, that sort of thing. Like whatever whatever you're struggling with in your trading, if you can if you can execute properly, that's a minor victory in itself. Because those are steps that you can take towards that consistency in your trading. With you know, consistent results come from consistent approaches, and so you know, being able to take those losses and learn from them is absolutely key. I think.
0: Yeah, totally, totally right. And people ask sometimes, like, cause, so people have like a money goal from trading, right? They want to make X amount of money. They come the dollar. And usually, the reason, like, if they're not there yet, it's not because of like the strategy or the approach to the market. It's because of them, right? They're not at a level to get a million yet, and they have to work on that first. People think they have to go externally, like, oh, the market, the strategies, this and that. But they don't. They, they forget that they need to work on themselves first get that point. And usually, if they're the right person, like the right level of mindset, character, personality, habits, they will get a million in no time. But they just have to build to that level yet. And that's the hard thing to do, of course, but the most rewarding one to do, to work on.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned, okay, I like to trade reversals. Well, there's so many things that you can, you can go off with that. There's all different types of ways to trade reversals. Some people use Bollinger Bands, you know, um, you, know you know, deviations from the moving averages. all sorts of different ways to trade that. Um, But it's absolutely crucial to not necessarily, you know, people spend so much time trying to find the perfect system that has no drawdown and massive returns. And unfortunately, it's like we just talked about, we got talked about, you know, losers are going to happen, you're going to pay, you know, your expenses for this business that you're trying to start. And, um, there's going to be, there's going to be pain along the way. And so, you know, understanding that when you're building a strategy is actually really, really important because people are looking like, like I said, for that, that perfect trading strategy that just is not there. Um, as opposed to kind of sticking it out and working hard, on you know one particular strategy mastering a strategy it's like you said it's not always the strategy now it could be the strategy you could be trading something that's just not very um you know sophisticated or you know it doesn't even have to be sophisticated it just doesn't have a very good edge right that's possible but probably what it is is not the market and your strategy but it's probably something that you're doing inconsistently or something um, some sort of mindset that you have or you're over-leveraging. There's all sorts of risk management problems that you could be having. It's not always the strategy. And I think that was a good point. Yeah. Um, but, but again,
0: keep that in mind. Like if, so say, let's say your strategy doesn't work in the market. And that's right. why you lose money, right? So if you're the right person that has been learning, has been practicing, you know your stuff well, then you'll find in no time that your strategy doesn't work. That, that's going to be quick to know. Like you will get your stats, you know it. Because you know how to master your stats. You've mastered the statistics. And then sure, you know sure. how to fix it. Oh, I just need to kind of call et cetera, asking like about what he would do. Like, you call him, you get an answer, you fix it. That's it. So that comes down to you again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, that that's exactly that's exactly right. I mean, as you experience more in the markets, as you work with more charts and you work with more strategies, and you know, because as time goes on, you work with more strategies, you just see more. And especially if you're working in a community of traders, you're going to see all sorts of different strategies. And with time and and you know, kind of understanding how the market functions. You'll be able to pick up pretty quickly, like you said, how profitable or how you know successful a market uh, strategy is going to be. And of course, there is that context that I know you talk about on your channel. I talk about it in mine as well. Market conditions are super important. Right? If you're trading reversals in a really you know super strong uh, bull market, you're going to have a hard time because the yeah. market's you know you know it has a lot of momentum, and momentum is a real thing when it comes to the markets um so definitely important with context as well uh i do have a question <clears throat> that we've been discussing over on my channel recently um that i wanted to ask you I, i'm curious to hear your answer so we've been talking recently about you know the discussion of you know when it comes to trading is it more of a science or is it more of an art which do you think i mean i have my answer it's shifted over time but i'm curious and not to put you on the spot you can take some time if you need to think about yeah. it but it's an interesting question
0: Here's the thing. I, I think you can either treat it as a science or an art, and it comes down to you. What do you prefer to treat it as? And the thing okay. is, you cannot do. Oh, I feel it's like an art, but it could be a science too. You got to be clear on what, like what what thing it is. And if you say it's a science, then make it a science. They like go through the process, create some rules, create some, some things you're going to follow all the time, create some some procedures, make sure that you kind of know the steps, the metric, the result. But if you, if you say it's an art, again, it's, it's an art. Then try to make it work, and see if it works. And if you go back, and this is not my skill, like I, I'm, I wouldn't suggest not. For me, it's a science, of course, because I see like system and stuff. But if you think it's an art, then try it as an art. Just make sure you go back on the result, and the result will judge whether it's the right art or not. Whether your art is, like crappy or good, it's gonna be the, the result, and the staffs giving that in the end.
1: Yeah. No, I love that answer. That's really good. On on our, um, you know, we we put up some polls on my channel. Uh, And it was pretty quick, you know, pretty, pretty close, like 50, 50 art to science. And I definitely, definitely agree with your, your concept of, you know, treat it how you want to treat it, but make sure you're consistent in that approach. You know, if you are trying to be that hardcore, you know, you know, systematic trader, um, you know, which neither is better or worse than the other, it's all about your perspective of the market. It's all about how you feel most comfortable and what works for you. Um, But when it comes to being, you know, if you're, if you're a science guy, you don't want to kind of deviate into that art all the time, because, you know, you want to stick to, you know, that consistency that we talked about. Now, same goes for being an art guy, if you if you find technical analysis to be more of an art form, as opposed to a hard science, then it's important to keep that consistency there, too. You know, you don't want to you know, because it's sometimes it can be hard to quantify things in technical analysis. You know, quants in in hedge funds talk about that all the time. You know, it's hard to quantify Fibonacci retracements and things that are a little bit on the subjective side. Um, but there are people who swear by you know discretionary trading. And so, in in a way, you know, both can definitely work. It just depends on your own strategy. But. I think for me personally I've deviated a little bit more from the science part because for my background is in computer science I've built all sorts of of trading systems I know you you play around with that all also on your channel. Um and so my background is in computer science, you know, a lot of the trading strategies that I've built in the past have been that hardcore technical style. And to this day I still have systems that I use in in that regard, but I've also shifted a little bit in the sense of, you know, understanding that some of technical analysis is going to be a little bit subjective. So having that mindset of, you know, if you don't want to use that stuff, that's fine. Just just don't use the stuff that's subjective. But if you want to go into that area, you just have to know that it's not going to be a hard science. For me, going from that computer science to trying those other, those concepts has been interesting because I've been looking to quantify stuff that's, that's a little bit more subjective, if that makes sense. But yeah, definitely, definitely interesting answer.
0: I think the, the big issue is that people are gonna kind of use the art example or the art reason as a reason not to, to do the work or to be lazy a little bit. So they're gonna say, oh, well, here's my rule. But oh, I think now here, like, oh, I can just like look and I think it's gonna be fine. And they have to trade for that reason. But absolutely. like flipping the border or going through the border that you shouldn't really go through.
1: No, that that's absolutely true. And it's not, you know, it definitely is not or should not be an excuse to to drop that, you know, just because you have technicals, you know, being scientific as opposed to artistic, it should still be, uh, you know, disciplined, it should be very, yeah. very rigid right. in your approach, and you should still have rules that you follow in your trading, regardless of whether or not you're more discretionary or scientific in your approach. Exactly. But yeah, um, so again... I think the biggest, the biggest thing that, you know, it was interesting on our side of things, we had a 50-50 split. So I don't know that, do you, do you have an opinion when, when it comes to one or the other on which is better to teach to people, is better to, you know, kind of communicate to people? And, and I think both have valid points, but I'm just curious to hear what you think. Communicate what
0: to people? What do you mean
1: exactly? Like, um, like, would you, if you're, let's say you're working with somebody who's new to trading, they yeah. don't know much about it. Um, would you more push them in the direction of, Hey, you should check out more of the, the science side of things, or would you say, Hey, check out some of the, the art side of things first?
0: No. So first you check the personality. Like what are, what are they best at? you can do this by doing like a disc test, this profile test. And yep. that's going to tell you like what they're going to be more focused toward, Like what are they going to be the best at? And right. then I don't teach them like science or, or, or systems if they're not good at that. That's gonna be a waste of time, but if you wanna go at like art, like I wouldn't be good at that. Like teaching it to someone straight discretionary, I'm not like wouldn't work. So I'm gonna push on to someone else that's gonna be better at teaching that. So go teach
1: like what you know, of course, and make sure it's adapted to the right person. Absolutely, um, no, that's that's a that's a great answer. I think that knowing your personality is really, really important when it comes to trading, yeah. not even just for strategy development, but also just for understanding you know, how you respond. I know I was having a conversation with uh, with one of my subscribers recently about how to handle trades that are in drawdown, um, because it's inevitable, it's gonna happen to everybody. You're gonna have times where the market just doesn't wanna do what you want it to do, and that's okay, but how do you handle those moments of drawdown? And personally, my, my approach, what works for me is I like to take a walk. (laughs) I just like to walk away from the charts and to kind of just separate myself a little bit and just kind of take time to, to, you know, relax, to come back fresh with that, with that renewed mindset, I guess. Um, Just because it helps me never to, you know, make mistakes that you will regret because if you start deviating from the path, there's nothing that good. You might, you might win a trade because of it here and there, but ultimately it's going to build those habits that really can um, kind of be destructive to your trading. Uh, but in terms of in terms of you know building those habits, do you have any sort of routines that you go through when it comes to trading? Do you shower first? Do you listen to music? What kind of what kind of things do you have when it comes to your trading uh, and your routine?
0: Of course, so that's gonna be a lot based on whether I travel or not. Like I tend to not have the same routines, of course. Uh, but let's so let's talk about like when I travel. Well, there's few things I have all the time. So one of them is like a. Preparation like in the morning. So I tend to kind of get my work done like the training work done in the morning first, first thing. Right. Otherwise I tend not like not do it too much or I forget or things come up in the weird and stuff. And the results are different. So I want to do the training first, meaning I'm all wake up, look at the chart, go through all the pairs, and then once I'm done then the day starts and that's it. And for right. me now it's like this is like the only task I have to do for my training in, in a day, like that I really have to do. Then the other things are like on the side, they're like things I have to do like at the end of the month, like a review. So every 30 days, it's on my calendar all the time. So at the end of the month, I get a, an appointment for like two hours. It's gonna be like easy to get on Friday. So look at all the trades for the past month and classify them, tag them, look at all of them. So that's something I do all the time. That's kind of a routine as well. Then more in depth than that, I have like a, what I call a get back up ritual. Like you talk about, like when you have a drawdown, a tough time, how do you get back up? That's for that reason. So for me, it's like music, uh, going outside of course, take some time off the chart. And I found that usually like in a drawdown, the less you do, the better it is. Like the more you go away and it's something different, the better it gets. The other the other thing you could look at is like now if like for me a drawdown is like really tough, I'll print all my charts and look at all of them for the past month or so. Just to look at like what happened. Is it me or right. the market? It's something I do like in extreme cases, but I've been doing this like about two or three times in the past six years. So it's kinda of helpful.
1: No, absolutely. I think I think, um, having that sort of routine having some sort of plan in place to protect yourself is so, so key. And you said it's my, mu- it's music. Um, you said it's going outside and I'm sure traveling is part of that too. Uh, you know, having that, that ability to kind of just separate yourself from your trading and ultimately to realize that things are just going to go wrong sometimes. And like you said, I really love what you said there, um, understanding that sometimes the best thing you can do is just to do nothing, is just to walk away from your from your charts and from your trading. Sometimes that really is the best thing because trying to kind of muscle your way out of something sometimes can actually create a lot more uh, problems than good. And kind of finding that that peace and just learning to do nothing is, is actually really, really gratifying. It really can help your trading for sure. And one other thing which I think is important to mention is the fact that you might want to go outside, like go from the chart, go
0: outside. But well, people forget sure. that like the best way is to kind of go offline, like turn off your phone, whatever. Because like if you go outside, look at look at Facebook and do some other work and stuff, it's not the same. You don't really recover. Like you wanna be able to recover, which means going offline, not looking at anything at all, like just create offline, that's usually much better. Even for me, Absolutely. it's pretty hard to execute on if you have a lot of work to do and stuff coming up and everything. But if you do it then it's really rewarding over time.
1: Yeah, um just curious, do you meditate at all?
0: yeah I do yeah,
1: yeah that's awesome. I'm looking to get into it. I've been listening to some some people who talk about it. I don't know a lot about it, uh, but definitely looking to get into that and I think you kind you kind of triggered that, that question because uh, mentioning you go outside and you're actually outside and you're present with what you're doing. you know even leaving the phone at home and just taking a walk without it for me has been it's a different experience because oh, yeah. it's entirely like your only entertainment is yourself, your thoughts and your your surroundings. And it's an amazing you know, way to kind of disconnect from everything, especially not to mention if you have your phone on you, you can still check your trades. So you want to remove that temptation, remove that, um, you know, what's there. So, but I think that's awesome. I think that's, that's really cool. And, and you meditate also, and that's just multiple ways, you know, people who are listening can take that information and think about it. How, how would best, you know, find your own version of what is happiest for you and really use that as kind of your safe space from your from your your dark times in your trading. And and if you trade for any amount of time, it's coming, right? If you're new to trading and you don't and you think you're invincible and you've made you know great money on a demo account, just get ready because unfortunately the markets, um, I think people have this illusion of what a consistently profitable trader look like and it's different from what a consistently profitable trader actually is. Um, they think that a person that's consistently profitable sits there and kind of just prints money like a, like an ATM machine. They just sit there and they, they make money and money and money and there's no, no, sorts, of, no sorts of problems that come about. And, and it's actually the opposite, I, at least in my experience from the traders that I've talked to. And I'd love to hear more from, from your experience if you've heard the same, uh, but everybody I've talked about or talked to that's been consistent in their trading approaches has been a master at dealing with problems, not a master at just printing money, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know, I'd like to hear just from your experience. Is that common?
0: So so this is massive too. So people think that, yeah, traders are going to have a few losses here and there and stuff, but they make like, what, 10% 10 a month all the time. That does happen, right? That might happen in good months or good years, but you gotta kind of even out at some point and you gotta go through losses and and painful times. So that's one thing. And yeah, totally right. And then the other thing is like, uh, that's also why I believe in the fact that trading is better to be able to multiply your wealth, like create more wealth, as opposed to just like making it from scratch. So, but if yes. you have other ways to make money first, or other ways to kind of put back your account, and I'm thinking of this with the like, all the time. So, people think that you can make like a, a living in like 50K, on your account for like 50K, 2,000 dollars whatever, on, like where you are. But what if you want to grow and become better and, and bigger and bigger in your account? What if you want to have like a million in your account later? Well, if you have 50K to start with, you do this all the time, you cannot really multiply and let's think about like I and myself, and that doesn't work. So it's better to kind of multiply your money and use this to make more wealth as opposed to create wealth from scratch. I I absolutely
1: agree. And that kind of comes into the realm of risk management, right? Because it comes into that, that realm of you know, if you have $50,000, well, Let's say that your living costs, let's say that you need $20,000 a year and, and you've done videos on this and I've done videos on this, so I won't go too in detail, but just, but shortly put, it's like, if you, if you need $20,000 to live, well, $20,000 on a $50,000 account, that's 40% a year. And that's a really, really big return to do consistently. You know, you can have years where you make 40%, absolutely. But there's also going to be years where you make a lot less than that. And, you know, occasionally even negative times, right? So there's just going to be that realistic side of your trading. Um and so, from a perspective of risk management, you don't want to over leverage that fifty thousand dollar account because you risk losing the whole thing. Um so I definitely think that that is that is very important is having that risk management in place and understanding that you're gonna likely need you're gonna need capital that's that's just what people don't want to hear that it's like you said, a way to multiply your wealth as opposed to create new wealth that's an absolutely you know amazing way to say it because it's so true, right? It's not the forex market the way I say it on my channel is um, there's a reason that people who go to you know show up in Wall Street and, and in the Forex banks and, and they're trading in hedge funds, right? They show up with suit and tie. It's because this is a business and it's not something that you come in and you just double and triple your money really quickly. Because why would those guys be going into work every day if they could just double and triple money really quickly from home, right? They go into work because this is a business. It's a professional situation. It's not something that's easy or, you know, it's not meant for people who have no money to make a ton of money really quickly. Now, if you have a small trading account, it it goes back to our original conversation about kind of getting funded. I think that that's so, so powerful that those resources are out there now. If you can build that consistent report on your trading and you can show that there's, you know, profitability there and consistency over time, if you found investors, suddenly your consistency would mean so much more than all of that trying to double and triple accounts. Yeah, it, it's not easy, but it's something that's attainable, you know.
0: Yeah, and this is why I ask people all the time. Like, and I find it so funny because people always have some insert. So I tend to ask people like, "Well, do you want to make one hundred percent on your twenty thousand dollars account, or do you want to kind of find a million dollars from someone else and make twenty percent?" Right, much bigger difference. So people always pick the option of like, think for someone else, of course, because they make more money. And that's what you right. got to think about. Like, think, and this is business. Like that, that's a business again. not like a a hobby, right? Make it big, and you might as well aim high as opposed well to just want to show you money and be small and just trade it.
1: Right. No, very true. And, and I love that because, you know, if you, if you start to look at something like 20% or even let's say, let's say you're even just shooting for 10%, let's say that's your, yeah. that's your margin of, let's say that's a reasonable amount per year that still technically is right around beating the S and P 500 in the last, like, I don't know, however long, um, long time, right? hundred years like seven to five to 9%, something like that, right? If you're beating that, you're already doing fantastic, right? So anywhere up from there is even better. And so if you do that on a large enough account, let's say eventually you had investors with, with $10 million Dollars, or let's just say a million dollars, right? Just ten percent—that's a hundred thousand dollars. That's a reasonable, reasonably nice size amount of money, especially um, when some people living in different parts of the world. I know you've mentioned that on some of your videos. Uh, it takes more or less to live in different parts of the world, and so that could be a huge opportunity for people who are not, in, you know, in less expensive countries.
0: Yeah, but again, these, uh, the the problem will come across that they're going to look for financing first. And then learn straight after. That doesn't work. You gotta be able to build the yeah. skill first. Forget financing for that. Like for the next like six months, don't think about it at all. And then like once you've made the, the result and you're good and you, you're the right person, the money will come to you automatically. Don't even have to Absolutely. look for it. It's gonna come.
1: Right. No, it's the um, it's it's very true. You know, I think it's it's like you said. It's most important to focus on your own results. It's most important to focus on your own psychology because really, you can have a system. You can have an algorithm. You can have you know, the perfect entry and exit method that you've backtested a million times. But at the end of the day, there's got to be someone in the driver's seat that knows what they're doing. And having that psychology that we've just spent some time talking about, and having that, you know, methods for dealing with losers and, and, you know, risk management in place. Those are the things that people who would invest, because that's what I would be looking for, right? I'd be looking for people who know all of this stuff before giving them any sort of money, right? They need to know stuff that takes time to learn when it comes to trading. You have to kind of um, be in the trenches, if you will, for for some time before you have kind of that that experience, those consistent results that you're looking to build for a portfolio to ultimately deliver to somebody who's in the investment world. Um, but like you said, they will find you. It's not gonna be the other way around.
0: Yeah, and people will do this because like, they wanna have the safety that they're used to in the job of like, oh, you're gonna be making this amount of money per year, that's like you're safe but that doesn't work well in trading. Like, you know, like you gotta be able to kind of take the jump first, take the leap, and then things are gonna unfold, and you gotta be able to kind of make shit from there, like make things happen yourself.
1: Right, right, absolutely very true. Um, yeah, it's it's not an easy thing to get funded, I know, but that's, like we talked about, It's primarily it should be focused internally, and then the good things will come to you. I think that's, that's yeah. such a good way to put it, and a lot of people need to hear that, I'm sure. Um, everybody wants that easy way out. They want, you know, like you said, the funding first and then, and then the performance. And it's just not how the way the world works. You know, it's, you've got to, you've got to prove yourself and then um, the world might help you out somewhere along the way. Um, But definitely a really cool experience and something that I know a lot of people don't even know exists. A lot of people don't even realize that, okay, you could get funded if you, if you can generate that consistency in your trading. And it doesn't mean you have to make 30% per month. That's not what they're looking for. In fact, uh, you know, I would argue that probably a big institution or investor doesn't want to see 30% per month because they know that the risk is going to be huge. And so they're not going to want to put any money on that. They're going to want to see that consistency of, you know, uh, two to 5%, maybe even max, right? They want that consistency that they could work with on on a large portfolio and with relatively low risk.
0: Yeah, so you got to put it this way like the investors of the firm or whatever always care about the risk more than the return.
1: Right? Right. And that's that's how every trading um you know professional should look at the market, right? In my opinion, I I've, I've never met somebody who's more interested in the reward than the risk that was also consistently profitable, but I've met a lot of people who are not consistent losing a lot of money. Uh, because they're interested in the reward and not the risk. They don't want to hear about the risks. They don't want to hear about, you know, small position sizes are something that I, that I preach constantly on my channel. Um, you know, I think that they, they go a long way. They change you know, the risk management on your portfolio is, is key. It's absolutely crucial to trading success, in my opinion. And so those small positions are huge. And so, um, you know, just little things like that, that you pick up along the way that you adjust in your trading comes with time. But that's how you build kind of that consistent portfolio that would get you to the point that you could have investors come along.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you can either say, oh, like, I'm going to try to risk less and make a lot. Or you're going to say, well, I'll do it smart now and take it right. But in both ways, you end up at the right place, at at the same place later. It just depends, like, how do you want to kind of experience first and see that it doesn't work? To be able to come back and make it work right. Or do you want to just make it right from the start? It's up to you. Right. Both ways. Absolutely.
1: And with that, actually, I have a, I have a similar question. Um, so you, you mentioned kind of adjusting first and then kind of working from there as opposed to making all the mistakes and coming back. Obviously there's going to be that margin of people need to experience the losses for themselves. They need to figure that out and and then ultimately figure that out. But I do want to say also, what is your opinion and your take on, I've seen it in one of your videos. Um, you talk about your, your experience with, with mentors and, and with people who have kind of helped you along the way. And earlier in the, in the stream here, you mentioned the fact that you know, ultimately you kind of have to build your own way. You have to find your own strategy that works for you. Um, but how valuable was that mentorship for you along the way uh, in terms of helping you get to the point where you, you found that consistency in your trading?
0: I want to say, like, this is what changed everything, but it's not really true. So it changed a lot, but it didn't change everything. Yeah. Because I still have to do the work myself, and you might improve one way, but you have to improve other ways later, right? So there's never going to be this one course, one program that will change all your life, everything, and you're going to be like, successful or profitable forever. It doesn't work. But right. it did help me out, kind of figure out that other people had the answers I was looking for, and that the only thing you got to kind of understand is that if you want to become better, first, you got to be able to ask people, Ask for chairs, ask for mentorship, ask for a coach, whatever. And you got to be able to apply the advice after. If you're willing to ask, like, to kind of take other people to learn, then you're going to be good. You're going to improve. But right. it's a bit ridiculous to think that you can expect to make a million dollar per year when you don't want to pay for any advice. You just want to get all the free advice. Like, why right. that makes sense? Do you think, like, a business like Apple or whatever company, do you think that they would be kind of going out and getting free stuff to be able to reach their, like, a million dollar goal per year? No. They want to. They, they pay for stuff. They look for a return investment, and that's the same thing you should look at as traders. You want to buy a course or a program for coaching? Yeah, buy it. And if you pay ten thousand dollars, I give you like a hundred thousand dollars per year. That's a good investment for me. That makes sense.
1: So you right. got to look at like
0: what this it give you.
1: Right, and and it is funny how people. I, I've bought my fair share of of courses and my fair share of uh, mentorships and and stuff in the past, and I would say <clears throat> it it has ultimately help to shape me get to the point where I've gotten in my own trading. Um, and I think that finding the proper mentor, I know you mentioned that in, in some of your videos, finding that proper mentor, it's not easy, right? There's there's people out there, uh, but they're not easy to find. And a lot of times they're the ones that are not shouting from the, from the hilltops about how, you know, they're going to make you a millionaire, right? They're going to be the people that are more, we go back to that concept of humility. They're going to be, um, you know, they're not going to be, Touting, you know, they're screaming about how amazing they are. They're going to be kind of showing um, consistency in other ways. So, you know, for me, they definitely have gone to to shape, kind of, you know, gone forward to shape how my trading journey has developed, and as well as just kind of my mindset journey. Um, you know, just as much, really, because successful trading really is a mindset, in my opinion. Uh, and so, having mentors along the way that are already there is so so helpful um but ultimately it goes back to that concept that you mentioned it ultimately comes down to being able to continue to push the effort on your side to take what people are saying and to actually listen and employ it in your own journey in your own trading you know in your own you know mentality and psychology that's going to require effort on your end and like you said there's not some one size fits all fits all perfect strategy or course that's just going to change your life forever i love that you said it that way because that's really how people think it's going to be as opposed to what it really is is it's just a stepping stone in your journey of course that system could work out great for you there you could come across a system that you're like hey i really buy into this this is really great and slightly tweak it to fit your personality your your style um, as well right that's that's entirely something that's that's possible but i think that understanding you know, there's not going to be that perfect system out there and that, that perfect mentor. Nobody's going to be able to do this for you is what I'm trying to say. And I think, uh, you know, I think you see that as well. Ultimately, you said you you kind of found your own path. Um, but overall, those mentorships, you would say, were helpful to you, right?
0: Yeah, of course. So we got to write this faster. But one last thing is that, like, people wonder, and I just wonder the same, like, oh, is that course maybe be, like, the right one for me? Like, it's going to help me get, can get results really quickly and get the results I want. And, well, like, it could, yeah, it could get you result. But what if it doesn't? Maybe, like, you saw last year I spent, like, $2,000 in a course. I didn't get any result because the thing I learned in the course wasn't applicable to me. Like, I couldn't apply them to, like, for the the vision I had for my trading and my life. And so what did you do is that, well, this is what doesn't work for you. That's what they teach you. That's fine. That's a lesson you need to have. What if, on the line, 10 years later, you don't know the difference and you get and you try this and it doesn't work and you lose a lot of money while you just paid, like, somebody now to learn it and that's good
1: right no i think that's that's super valuable um i just want to say thanks so much for having me on seriously um you know again i've been watching your your youtube channel for quite some time i've shared it with with countless people in my community and really anybody who's listening on my side of things i definitely recommend you go check out etienne's channel he's got so much stuff um so many helpful tips and, and tricks for traders and interviews like mine as well as dozens and dozens of other ones that uh, many of which I've poured through myself so again thank you so much for having me on
0: awesome thanks, you and we'll put the link for your channel also in the description for this video awesome. on my channel we're going to check
1: it out then and find it there for sure awesome look forward to meeting some people and sending people your way as well thanks so much again